The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Straight away today, we are in part two of the series we began last week that is titled The Wealth Operating System. The Wealth Operating System. And I want to encourage you, if you missed last week, please get the message. Download it for free. It's for free. And listen to it. Settle down and listen until it becomes a part of your fabric and of your system. But, so, but for today, we are going to just run through, I mean, like a recap of, of last week and dive straight into part two um, of, of the series. Last week, we established like the, the foundation of the wealth operating system. And today, we, we, we said that we are going to begin to look at the apps that run on those operating on the operating system that we run. Now, everybody has a phone. And we, we explained that some, um, everybody has a phone. Some people have um, Android phones. And, um, and um, some people have Apple phones. You know, and some people have Microsoft phones. And some people actually have Nokias. You know, I mean, I was surprised that we... We have Nokia <laughs> in this time and age, as in Nokia that is as in like a dumb terminal. I'm not talking about a, 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 the Nokia um, 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 smartphone. But it works. And what I'm sharing is, is accurate regardless of the phone, but it's more vivid with those guys that have the, the um, smartphones. And that is... All our phones run on an operating system. And the operating system determines the apps that run on the phone. It is the operating system that determines the apps that run on the phone, on your computer. And we explained last week that it is the blessing that is our operating system. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we explained that the blessing is our operating system. Then God blessed them and said, God gave a directive. Another translation says, God gave an instruction set, if you will. God wrote the code, if you will. God wrote the software, if you will. And that OS, that blessing... Is be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. So we, we saw that for us to govern, to govern is to have dominion. To have dominion. And man was not created to have dominion over another man. Or woman. Or woman created to have dominion over man. <laughs> No, that's not God's heart. God wants us to govern through our giftings, if you will. Through the influence that he has given us. But to govern, 
Before you can govern, you have to feel. Before you can feel, you have to multiply. Before you can multiply, you have to produce. You have to produce. So every one of us sitting in this place, you have to produce. Everybody say, I have to produce. You can be in paid employment, you have to produce. You can be in government, you have to produce. You can be in business and entrepreneur, you have to produce. In fact, everybody is in business. Whether you're in paid employment, whether you're in government, whether you're self-employed, you are in business. Even if you're a student or a housewife, you are in, you are in business. So we, we saw that last week that we were actually designed for dominion. We, we saw that we are wired for wealth and we are programmed to prosper. That is our operating system. Why then don't people prosper? Particularly people that you know that they're particular of, of what I'm saying. It's simple. People don't know and people don't believe. So you don't know. And if you don't know, it, it affects how you carry yourself. And how you carry yourself determines a whole lot of things. A whole lot of things. If you know... <laughs> I want to stay on track. A whole lot of things. Now, the first... I think there were two, two guys that first climbed Mount Everest. Before those two people climbed Mount Everest, for centuries... Man believed that it was impossible to climb Mount Everest. So, because man believed that it was impossible to climb Mount Everest, no one dared it. And because no one dared it, no one could conquer it. But since the first two people succeeded in climbing Mount Everest, Today, people are climbing Mount Everest for vacation. This summer, so a group of people will just put themselves together and they say, okay, they want to go and, you know. And now it's a problem. They need to now manage the number of people that are going to climb it. What had remained impossible, quote and unquote, until that time? What changed? What changed? The capacity of man to conquer it was there all along. God put it in there. So how come no one could do it? Because no one believed it could be done. You must believe that you are designed for dominion. You must believe that you are programmed to prosper. You must believe that you are wired for wealth then you must go after it. I was like, go after it. <laughs> uh, go after it. You see, we, we also, we are still doing recap. So I need to go <laughs> really fast. We also explained that, you know, there are a couple of Hebrew words for money. Now, all of 
them, apart from the one we looked at last week, means counterfeit money, where money, the term money comes from, is a, is a, is a Hebrew word. You know, it's interesting. And they mean counting and numbering and, you know. But the one we looked at last week was, is one word for money that's significantly different from the others. And, and it's called kesef. And we explained that kesef means and feet and a circle of what? Of gold. Hands and feet and a circle of gold. That is the Hebrew word, one of the Hebrew words for money. Hands and feet and a circle of gold. What does that mean? And create, produce, make something. It could be a report, it could be a business, it could be a book, it could be a project, and it could be a produce and feet. Transport, transport it, take it to the market. Transport it, find the market. Then you discover that it's an endless circle that brings gold. Amazing. And we explained also last week that um, the Hebrew word, you know, I learned from my rabbi, you know, after Sunday, many people wanted to know what my rabbi was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say, I'm not telling <laughs> Let's look at the rabbi of rabbis. Jesus, I will be fine. So, my rabbi was saying that the Hebrew word for workshop or trading places or marketplace is the word tanut. And the word tanut simply means God's grace. God's grace. So, God smiles when you produce. God smiles when you make wealth, which is why I said, go for it. Sometimes we think, oh, if I go for money, it, it shows I'm, I'm, I'm a carnal person. No, it doesn't. It shows you're a very spiritual person because money is a spiritual thing. Money is very spiritual. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, it is. We'll get there, hopefully, at some point. But so, we explained last week that God actually wants us to produce. He's excited. And, and we saw that, you know, the, the word for money is one of those key words, for wealth, sorry, is one of those key words that when you spell backwards means the exact opposite in Hebrew, my rabbi told me, that in Hebrew, in Hebrew, there are certain keywords that when you spell them like this, it means something. When you spell them in reverse, it means the exact opposite. Not all the words, but certain keywords. And we learned that, for instance, the word repesh means rubbish. And if you spell it the other way around, shapar, the word means super. And we explained last week and we, that the opposite of wealth is not poverty. We explained that the opposite of wealth, or sure, is actually evil. So when you are not producing wealth, evil is happening. 
And, 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 and Marabai said, he's not saying that everyone that is poor is evil, no, but poverty is evil. He's not saying that everyone that is lacking is evil, but when you are not producing wealth, evil is taking place, and the evil could be bad decisions. You are making bad decisions. It's, it's evil. You are, you are making wrong calls, bad judgment. It's evil. You are displaying bad behavior. It's evil. You are lazy. You are not pulling through. As far as God is concerned, you are not producing, and, and it's evil. So, it is clear that you have to produce. You have to be fruitful. Everybody say after me, I am fruitful. <laughs> you have to be. Refuse to be without fruit. Just refuse it. Just refuse it. I am designed to be fruitful. I'm designed to be fruitful. Praise the name of the Lord. Today, we are going to take it further. Second Kings chapter 4. We are going to read from verse 1 to verse 7. Second Kings 4. 1 to 7. It says, one day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead. I mean, that's a problem by itself. How can a prophet that served God under such a man of God die? I mean, is that even scriptural? And you know how he feared God. And this guy was not cutting corners. He feared God. He feared God. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. (laughs) What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me. What do you have in your house? Nothing at all. Except a flask of olive oil. She replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, mom, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. As long as there are vessels, the oil will keep flowing. Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, that itself is another huge thing entirely. Verse 7, when she 
I told the man of God what had happened. He said to her, now sell the oil. Pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left. And this woman was ushered into a place of abundance. From the place where a creditor wanted to take her two sons. She was ushered into a place of abundance. Now, now if you look at this, this um, my prophet, the, the late prophet in this story, he was a prophet, which means, yeah, I mean, he had clearly the unction of the Holy Spirit. He was faithful. He served Elisha. He was not only faithful, doing eye service to the, man, to, to the man of God. He was faithful to God. He was loyal to God. And he died broke. It's possible to be anointed and be broke. But you have to make up your mind. I will not be, I will be anointed and wealthy. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Every child of God should be anointed. If you, if you understand what I mean. It is possible to be in, to have a good relationship with God. And die broke. This cannot be God's will. Listen. Let's stop deceiving ourselves. God has revealed his will. It can't be God's will that they sell those two boys to slavery. How can that be God's will? We should stop excusing mediocrity with religiosity. It doesn't make sense. The God of heaven has said to you and I, go and produce. It can't be his will. And this man was, was, was faithful, was anointed, was a man of God. In fact, was a prophet, but he died in penury. Why? Because he didn't download certain apps. He did not download certain apps. He didn't use his OS. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, there's a, there's a Jewish saying that goes like this. That there's no shame attached to starting poor. It says, but remaining that way <laughs> is a different story, my brother. There is no shame in starting poor. There's no shame. There's no shame in it. But the problem is remaining that way. You have to resist it with everything you have. The only, I mean, if you, if you, school of thought, if you will, greatness, great school of thought that actually changed humanity is the Bible. All the great philosophers, Socrates and Plato, do you know they actually teach that some were born to rule and some were born to be ruled? That, they, they taught that. That just accept your lot in life. But the God of the Bible says, though your beginning were small, your latter end will greatly increase. Job 8, 7. Though you start little, you will end with much. You know, but the, the, the philosophers tried to, to, to explain to us that, you see, some people are born 
to be great and others are just born to be subservient and, and to just be mediocre. But God says, every one of you, you are designed for greatness. That's what God says. So why are you going to believe Socrates or Jehovah? In fact, an, an, another Jewish saying, Is um, I think I missed that. <clears throat> the way I start doesn't matter. Similar to the first one. But it is how I end. The way I start doesn't matter. The way I am today is irrelevant. But how I end is the key thing. How I end. And many times we Look at where we have started from. We look at the ants we have been dealt and we say, ah, this is not fair. Oh, if only my father was filling the blank. If only, if only. But you see, with God, it really doesn't matter where you start from. The key thing is, are you going to stay there? Or are you going to pull through? One of the things that makes you pull through is what you are teaching in this series. You need to understand how it works. That is how God has designed you. When we go back to that um, scripture in 2 Kings 4 verse 2. Verse 2. It says, and Elisha said to her, what shall I do for, for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she answered, your servant has nothing in the house except, I was there, except. (laughs) She disdained it. She disdained it. Except a jar of oil. Even though she didn't say anything after that, you could imagine her saying in her heart, what is that among so many? I mean, let's use the words of disciples of Jesus. What is the, I mean, what can this do? You know, but you see, the beauty of it is this. The the, the prophet doesn't have money, but the prophet has oil. Praise the name of the Lord. If you keep your oil, you can produce wealth with your oil. If you don't have money, don't worry. Everybody has oil. Everybody has oil. Everybody. No one is born empty. Everybody has oil. So if you, and that's the key, if you do not have much, but you have your oil, and you do, you install these apps that we are going to talk about today, I, and, and next week, and I think the upper week also, and you engage your oil, boom, wealth is inevitable. It's inevitable. You are not going to struggle. You don't put on your phone and your phone is the oppressive system saying, oh, oh, I'm struggling this morning. Oh, oh. I mean, if your phone does that, <laughs> it must be a... Uh, <laughs> no comment. I'm very humble because but God has saved me last week. 
after I said that, if you don't have a smartphone, I was going to give you a new one. You know, as God will have it. I said only the ATM service, and people didn't show up. People didn't tell them, they waited till the end of uh, 10 a.m. service. And people tell them, they were storming me. I said, I didn't say 10 a.m. I only said 8 a.m. <laughs> so uh, I'm very humble with that thing now. So. <coughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So the question is, where is my oil? And if you were at the 10 a.m. service, we explained it. The oil principle. How to locate the oil. It's actually, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. We've tried to simplify it. It can be more complex than this, believe me. But we, we, we've tried to simplify it. And, and we explained last week, if you start at... Um, what you are great at. What you are great at. You are great at doing it. Now, it's bit intersex. With what you enjoy, what you love to do. You are making a lot of progress. Some progress. Now, but it's a thought circle. If it now intersects, with what someone or a group of people are willing to pay you for. Then we are talking. Why? Because if you find something you are great at and you enjoy and nobody is willing to pay you for it, what have you found? Hobby. So this is your hobby here, right here. Now, this is so important because people build their lives on what they enjoy doing and they are very good at it, but no one is interested in paying them and they stay there and they are praying for breakthrough and they are praying for breakthrough. Some Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that. You just have a hobby. Enjoy it. I love to play computer games. And I'm, well, a little bit great at it. Not many teenagers can beat me in FIFA. I mean, even till now. In the world, I play in Division 1. Oh, I have been, when I was active, in Division 1. Now, to give you perspective, there are over 2 million people that play the game online. And there are less than 13,000 people in Division 1. So that's how a little bit good I am. 
or nobody is going to pay me for playing computer games. <laughs> I can't play from morning till night. It's not going to bring in the shishi. I have a family to feed. I have, I mean, so <laughs> I had better get up. I, I don't even remember the last time I thought I put on my console. I love it. I'm good at it. No one is going to pay me. I will not build my life around it. That is not my oil. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what if there's something I enjoy doing? I am getting paid for it. Someone is actually paying for it. But I'm not great at it. That would be, um, let's say, here. That would be here, right? I am getting paid. I enjoy doing it. (laughs) You are about to be to be fired. That's where you are. About to be fired. That's where it is. Okay. Now. Something I'm great at I get paid for doing it. But I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Basically, that will be here, right? What you have is a job. If you stay in any of this hobby, about to be fired, job, you're not going to be wealthy. So the oil would be what you are great at, you enjoy doing, and somebody actually is going to pay you for doing it. You have found your oil. Right here. So that's your oil. Great at, it doesn't have to be, you see, not everybody is an entrepreneur. Not, you could be in paid employment. You, you could be what, a, a teacher. You could be it doesn't matter. But you see, the key thing is if you are not great at doing it, if you are great at doing it, and you enjoy doing it, and you have people that will pay you for doing it, that is your oil. Now, the greatest lie ever, the worst advice you can ever receive from anybody is this. What's advice? Just find something you are passionate about and do it. Have you heard that before? It is the formula for poverty. Just find something that you are passionate about and do it. Keep you have been doing it since. What has happened? Nothing. Because, you see, this is a selfish statement. It is a selfish statement. It's something I. Stop focusing on what you want to do. Start focusing on what people will have you do. You will be wealthy. 
Stop focusing on what you want to do. This gives me joy. No, no, no. The question is, what gives the people around me joy? What are people, what do they want to pay me for? Do it. You get paid. He says, but pastor, but that's not what I really want to do. Okay, choose one. You see, I really, really, I really want to be wealthy more than I really want to play computer games. Your desire for wealth must overcome, must, must supersede your desire for your hobby. So guess what? I enjoy. Um, okay, let's, since we are talking about gaming now. <laughs> Some folks say, oh, when you learn to play a game, just enjoy the game. Enjoy the fact that you are competing. That is good. Just enjoy the game. I'm like, I enjoy it more when I win. It's sweeter when you win now. Say, but all of us are winners. No. No. No, 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 no. What am I saying? That place where you are in, that you are deceiving yourself that you are fine. You know you are not fine because it's not paying your bills. You know you are not fine because it cannot take you to your greatness. You need to stop focusing on yourself and start focusing on the people around you. In fact, when you begin to do that, your life is going to change completely completely, when you, regardless, even if you're in ministry, if you're in ministry and it's all about you, you're you in trouble. Ask God to change your heart. To make your heart about people. If your heart is about people, uh, you will not lack anything. Praise the name of the Lord. And guess what? People know when you are really genuine. Uh, you can't fake it. Eh? People want, it's when I'm about them, Abby. They, they know people are not fools. So it now becomes a heart issue. And when we get to um, the app, there's a connectivity app that we need to download. But most likely from next week. Because that is huge. That is when we begin to look at it. But today, we are going to um, look at three apps and we are done. Are you ready? The first app is the Marketplace app. Marketplace app. This app if you have an Apple phone, it's called the App Store. If you have an Android phone, it's called the Play Store or the Google Play. If you have the Microsoft phone, I don't know what it's called. If you have, some people sent me a text, oh, Pastor, some of us are using a Blackberry smartphone. I say, hey. Sure. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what it's called. If it's Blackberry, 
If it's symbiont, I don't know what it's called. And I really don't give a damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> the marketplace app allows you to do too many things. It allows you to get into the marketplace and download the app, the other apps, and also allows you to update existing apps. So, when the, the marketplace app is so key, it's so key, because if you jailbreak your phone, jailbreaking is when you hack it, and you want to install other apps that are not on the app store, you have to jailbreak it. You open up your phones to all sorts of things. But if you stay with your operating system, you go to your app store, you download the apps that you need, or you update your existing apps, you will inevitably be unstoppable. Inevitably. So, the download is simply this. Commit to lifelong learning. Commit that I am a student forever. Change your mindset. I am a so I am downloading. I am a student forever. What books am I reading? What books are you reading? Say, Pastor, I don't have time to read books. If you say you don't have time to read books, honestly, you are you are saying I don't have time to be great. I say, eh, eh, I'm going to be great. I don't, I don't, I don't need to read any book. I don't need to read any book. I'm going to be great. Continue. The problem you are trying to solve, somebody else has solved it and has put it in a book. If you read that book, it will save you five years of toiling. What's the point reinventing the wheel? Oh, I discovered this myself in, in my business. Oh, I went through three years before I discovered this and I'm listening. I'm actually listening. Entrepreneurs tell me that. Oh, pastor, they're trying to show me how smart they are. And I'm listening. And I'm like, this is foolish. If you have read this book, five minutes, five minutes, you will have solved this problem. Keep going around and sweating. When you can download the relevant apps. What you have to be an avid reader. You have to be, when I say reader, I mean, content has moved, not just from text. You have to get CDs. You must have a hiding place of knowledge. You must have built a refuge of knowledge around your life. Download. Everybody say download. Download. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24 verse... Three, it says, a house is built by wisdom. It becomes strong through good sense. Everybody say good sense. Common sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. I, 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 I want to ask you, how many people you want your life, your rooms, to be filled with precious riches and valuables? Let me see your hands up. Everybody. Okay, fine. All our hands are up. Praise God. And so shall it be. God is saying, how is that going to happen? Through wisdom, 
through knowledge, through common sense. Through common sense. Common sense is sense that is common. But if you have not discovered it, it's not common to you. So even though heaven... You see, what you need to ask yourself is, what are the things that heaven expects that I know that I don't know? What are the things that heaven expects to be common sense to me, but are hidden from me? Not many people fully get this. And it's hurting a lot of families. It's hurting a lot of people. It's hurting a lot of children. You have no business remaining poor. You have no business. It has nothing to do with Nigeria. You can be greater than the nation you are staying in. Ask Isaac. The whole of the Philistines, they were a nation. They were in famine. Isaac, one man, became richer than the whole nation. If he subjected himself to the conditions and the economic indices of the nation, he would be under it. But he operated the wealth operating system and he came above it. Praise the name of the Lord. I know what I'm saying. Some of you are, are struggling with it. You're like, uh, why is it so not nice this morning? The people that have been nice to you, they don't really take you very far. Do you know that? The nice ones don't take you far. It's the, it's the ones that challenge you to your core. <laughs> you know? So that is download. I said two functions of the um, app store is what? Download and what? And update. So, update simply means stay current. Stay current. Stay abreast of issues. Stay current. Stay current. In your business, stay current. In your home, your house, stay current. Stay current. Don't let them remove things under your nose. Stay current. Shine your eyes. Stay current. <laughs> in the nation you are living in, stay current. In the community you are living in, stay current. About your life, stay current. The same scripture in, in the Living Bible. The same scripture in the Living Bible says, any enterprise is built by wise planning. If you see anything that is being built and is worthy, there's wise planning. It becomes strong through common sense. And guess what? It profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of issues, by keeping abreast of facts. Profiting comes by staying current. Profiting comes by keeping abreast of issues. You cannot be still and expect to be unstoppable. You cannot be still. You cannot be running the, the old app and expect to have the current wealth. It doesn't work like that. You need to update. Everybody say update. You need to update. The app. You see, and when we look at, we, we explained last week that we are spiritual Jews and we explained our connection to that, not just that we are laying claim on it because it's wishful thinking. It's what God has done for us. 
Now, we need to understand a whole lot of things about the Hebrew, about the Jews. Honestly, the more we get it, the, 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 the stronger we become in, on earth, on this earth. You have enough to make it to heaven. All you have is, all you need is Christ, the person of Jesus. You are fine, you make it to heaven. But while you are on earth, don't you want to be useful to yourself, useful to your family, useful to your community, useful to your nation? You want to be useful, and you will be useful in Jesus' name. The Hebrew word, the root word for the word Hebrew is the word Hebrew, and it means one who crosses over. <laughs> so, when you are a Jew, when you are a spiritual Jew, you must have the mindset that I am someone that crosses over. The willingness and the ability to transform himself from one level to another is the hallmark of the Jew. You can, you can kill them. You can take them out of their, their, their places. You can spread them all over the world. You can put them in servitude. But guess what? The Jew understand every one who what crosses over. You, I am going to cross over and I am going to try. And we, I can give you examples and examples and examples in scriptures. But looking at Joseph, Genesis 32 verse 10. Profound statement. He says, I am not worthy of all this unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown me, your servant. When I left home, I crossed this Jordan. I owned nothing except a staff, a walking stick. He says, now my household fills two large camps. He left home with nothing but a walking stick. He crossed over and became so huge. His household filled two large camps. Where you are is irrelevant. It is your mentality that will determine where you end. As a Jew, you are the one that crosses over. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, a lot to say about that. But. So we see that the marketplace helps us To get what we should know. Knowledge, wisdom, good sense. To download. And also our willingness to change. Our willingness to change. To learn and to change. Some people open your phone. You have apps. You don't know how to use it. I was speaking with someone this week. I won't mention the person. And I was saying, okay do this with your phone. And she's like, ah, I don't know how to do it though. I'm like, but you have such an expensive phone. Conference the call. Say, Pastor, I don't know how to do conference. Call conferences. Says, but before you call me back, I will know how to do it. (laughs) You have to be committed to growth. You have to be committed to change. To be wealthy, you have no choice but to grow and to change. You have no choice. No choice. 
You have to learn new things. You have to open yourself to new experiences. I mean, model um, Ford Model T, I mean, the Ford car, the T model, the Model T, is the, is the, is the car that opened automobile to the general public. <laughs> but when Ford, Henry Ford, said he wanted to make a car that was affordable, there was a whole system that was against him. And those are the systems of, of the people that, that manage the horse and carriages. So, they said about 250,000 people work in that industry. Another 100,000 are blacksmiths fixing horseshoes. Yet, other hundreds of thousands are cleaners of the streets. They clean us people from in front of people's houses. And they said, if this guy comes with this cutting, he will take our food from our mouth. And he resisted. Now, it sounds funny to us, but the question is, what are you resisting today? What is that change that God wants you to make that you are resisting? They resisted it so strongly, but thank God for him, he broke through. And today, it's even ridiculous that people will think of horses. Why? Because the automobile industry is employing hundreds of millions of people, perhaps, today. Because one man said, and when we are producing, sometimes we allow the world to belittle us based on what they expect from us. So we're producing. And they're like, oh, if you're wealthy, you must be a bad person. You must have joined a cult or you must have been defrauding some people. Or, but it's, it's totally wrong. There are people, and you and I should have genuine passion to want to change people's lives. Let, let me quickly read what Henry Ford said. You know, his vision for the model, for the model um, T car. He says, I will build a car for the great multitude. I mean, so people were content that they were the only ones that had cars in the world. Do you understand? And here was the man who says, I want to build a car for the great multitude. It will be large enough for the family, but small enough for the individual to run and care for it. It will be constructed of the best materials by the best men to be hired after the simplest designs. <laughs> and you see, that modern engineering can devise. But it will be so low in price that no man making a good salary will be unable to own one and enjoy with his family the blessing of hours of pleasure in God's great open spaces. How was his vision? Now, did this man do good to the world? Bill Gates, Mother Teresa, which one did most good? A lot of people will say Mother Teresa. 
But I disagree. Bill Gates did at least times a hundred good what Mother Teresa did. We, we, and thank God for Mother Teresa, thank God for what she has done. I'm not belittling it. But I'm just saying, you have the capacity to do greater when you are wealthy than when you are not. Bill Gates says, I want to put a computer in every home, right? That was his own. Maybe he got inspiration from Ford. So it means every home that has a computer, that has the Microsoft system, they bought it because it improved their lives, it made them more productive, right? And it made them, for a lot of people, make more money. Now, <laughs> is that not good? All the vendors, all the suppliers, then see what he's doing now. He's taking all the money and he's giving it away. But people will criticize him. People will talk down on him. Because you don't understand it does not mean it's wrong. Praise the name of the Lord. And there are many things you, you don't understand. So, those that cannot separate themselves from the past deprive themselves of the blessings of the future. If you, if you can't separate yourself from the past, oh, this is how we used to do it. This is how uh, my grandmother used to do it. This is how my great-grandmother used to do it. Listen, God wants to change this generation and it's depending on you. Why do you want to use things that are archaic when there are modern tools available? That's just one app. How many that's we will do? Three. Okay, maybe not up to three. <laughs> but let's go to the second one. App number two, the creativity app. Some of us have some drawing apps, some creativity apps. You see, God created us in his image with infinite imagination and creative powers. In that Second Kings 4 that we read, Second Kings 4, it says, he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty the vessels, not a few, empty vessels, not a few, then go in now and shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into these vessels. You can't be creative if you are completely distracted. Some of us, we need to shut the door. Get in and shut the door. The creativity app, you need to shut the door. You need to shut the door against distractions. You need to shut the door against gossip. People are bringing gist to you because they, are you you a garbage trash can? Why is it that all the gist must land on your table? Are you a garbage can? Are you a dustbin? Let me say the one that we understand. You're not. Praise the name of the Lord. Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. Go in and shut the door. Once you've shut the door, begin to pour into the vessels. Begin to pour. Begin to write. Begin to design. 
begin to strategize, begin to plan, begin to pour, and new streams of creativity will burst forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Shut the door. What is the number one challenge of your business or of your life, of your, of your, I mean, I'm telling you what I do. I shut the door. I take the, the matter. I take my Bible. And I take a book that somebody has written that has solved that problem. And my iPad to take notes. And I shut the door. And I focus. And I grind and I grind and I grind and I grind. And all of a sudden, boom! Floods begin to come. Solutions, solutions, solutions. I'm like, ah, I see. Have you heard that before? I see. What are you seeing? Other people can't see it, but you, you can't see. God wants you and I to produce. You have to shut the door. There are too many things happening in your life that are irrelevant. Too many things. Shut the door. Streamline your life. Shut the door. I have only one life. I have only one shot at it. I have only 24 hours in a day. Once it's gone, it's gone. If I can't be creative, I am depriving my maker of pleasure and joy. I have to be creative. You have to sit down. God made you that way. Genesis 1, 28, it says, be fruitful and multiply. Create. Some of you, you have the app. You need to launch the app. You've downloaded the app. It's updated. Launch the app. There are apps on your phones that you have not used. Launch your creativity app. God has designed you to create. Okay, quickly. Number three. The first app is what? The second app is what? The third app is the sales app. Sales app. Sales app. Sales app. You know, if you read Second Kings four, five to seven, we're not going to read it. But the part, the next scripture that says, "Go and sell the oil." <laughs> this woman came and I said to 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 Elijah, Elijah that, "Oh, CEO, see what you have, you have you have said we should do. We have done it." Everywhere, there's oil everywhere, oil, fill everywhere. You know, <laughs> Elisha told her to do something. He said to her, go and sell the oil. Pay your debt and live on the rest. Go and sell the oil. The, the, I just say to her, oh, this oil that you receive." Go and share it with your neighbor. Yarisika, you gave me one vessel. Take oil. Mama Chinyere, you gave me five vessels. Take oil. He didn't say that. He said, 
Go and sell it. But Mary said, ah, this is your vessel. Do you want to buy oil? He said, go and sell it. The only thing we are not permitted to sell, the only oil we are not permitted to sell is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Ministry, we are not allowed to sell it. Freely you have received. You must freely give. Every other creative stream that flows through you, God wants you to sell. And Elisha did not give her the price tag. Who determined the price tag? The woman. Oil right from heaven. Buy and be blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. She determined the price tag. They say, ah, madam, your own oil is very expensive. It's like three times the price of the market price. Why should we buy it? That one. The press, where they made it, I can show you. This one came from original. And she will sell. Now, guess what? She has to devise a strategy. She has to do market research. She has to find out what are the market forces saying. What is it? She, you know, just go and sell that oil is loaded with instruction. Go and sell the oil. Go and sell the oil. Selling is one of the most important skills you can have in life. One of the greatest skills you can teach your children is how to sell. Take this and sell. Take that and trade. It's indispensable. Because everyone is selling something. Whether you like it or not, you are into sales. Says, well, Pastor, ah, I am in accounting. You are actually selling. What are you selling? You are selling your reports to the management. Yes, if you sell wrongly, uh, uh, you get fired. You are selling something. Everybody is selling something. The husband is trying to sell something to his wife. Doesn't have to include money. The wife is also trying to sell something to the husband. <laughs> Your children are trying to sell something to you. They're trying to sell you an idea. They're trying to sell you a, a, a plan to buy Xbox. Everyone is selling. The earlier you wake up to that reality, the better. The more you know that you have to develop, I have to develop my capacity to sell. I have to develop my capacity to sell. You have to develop your capacity to sell. Say, but I don't have a flair for selling. You do. It's inside. You don't know. Because your life depends on it. Everything you have to sell. You have to sell. Nothing happens until sales occur. Nothing happens. Someone was giving um, an interview to a group of people and he says to them, hey, guys, I'm going to give you A hundred thousand naira as base salary, and when you sell my product, you get five percent in addition to a hundred thousand naira on top of it. 
That's category one. Category two, I'm going to give you my products. I'm not going to give you a base salary, but you are going to get 40% of everything you sell. Research shows that over 80% of people will choose category one when they have base salary and they can make a little something on top of it. But the great people, when I was reading it, I was like, who is going to take that? Lie, lie. I will go for 40%. Before I read it, that was, I concluded. Why would I do that? Say, ah, it's safe. At least you have something coming in. Then you can, listen, I'm here to change that thinking. You should not be thinking like that. Everyone that is great, none of them thinks like this. Everybody that is great takes their destiny into their own hands. You need to remove yourself from the category of people that my grandmother calls Ogata, Ogata. In other words, whether Oga sells or Oga no sell. Salary, they go passe, passe. Listen, 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 listen. Get yourself out of there. Get yourself out of there. Get yourself out of there. Your, your greatness is bigger than that. Get yourself out of there. And your boss is not a fool. Every boss knows everyone showing up and just collecting their paycheck. It's just a function of time. You're going to be fired. And it won't be the devil. It will be the Lord. Get yourself out of there. Say, but pastor, if you go for the 40%, what if you don't sell anything? Excuse me, why do I want to get paid if I don't sell anything? Is that not criminal? <laughs> Most people want something for nothing. And that is why they, when, they, when you think you are getting something for nothing, somebody else is... Uh, you need to change your mindset. I mean, change your mindset. What if I don't sell. Now, the person that said, take this, oh, there's no time. Should I just run off? <laughs> ah, the person that said, take this product and sell. I'm giving you 100,000 naira as the salary. He's not a fool. He knows that his product has some value, market value. And worst case scenario is analyze your skill. I know that this person can sell more than 100,000. Because why will he pay you 100,000 if you cannot sell up to 100,000? He believes you can. And guess what? If you don't, first month, they will pay you. Second month, they are watching you. Third month, you are fired. What you think is safer is actually more risky. This sales analogy is totally, totally, 
I mean, honestly, I, I don't see anything. I have people in sales. I have people that, I mean, I just listen and encourage them in the light that they have. But you have heard it today. If you need to choose one, choose 40%. Now, for you to, can we break this down? For you to, for them to be able to give you a hundred K every month, you know how much you will have made? Should I tell you the ratio of how entrepreneurs think? <laughs> you would have made at least, at least five million. That's usually the projection. Oh, you now made five million. You made five million. They are giving you 100K constantly. Then they give you 5% of 5 million. What's that? Come on. 250K. Wow, I got a bonus. But how the people that are going to change the world and their finances, how they think is this? I could have gotten 40% of 5 million. What is that? 2 million could have been in my pocket. Which one do you want? Let's find our hearts. Let's find our hearts. Let's find our hearts. Let's find our hearts. Let us say to the Lord, Father, I am fruitful. I will produce. I will multiply. I will be wealthy in the name of Jesus. I am not ashamed to say it. Let's, let's talk to the Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. If, if you're here and you're like, and you're like, you're like, oh, pastor, I want to be with God. You're not born again. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. I, I used to be born again. I'm vaccinated. Can I come back to God? Yes, I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, quickly put up your hand now over your head and I'll pray with you. You don't need to come forward. I pray with you wherever you are sitting, and God will fill your life. God bless you. I put up your hand well, well. Over your head. Shoot it up, shoot it up, shoot it up. God bless you at the back. Over there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. I think there's a hand at the back. God bless you. That is me. God bless you. Another hand there. Another hand there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I want to come to Jesus. Jesus, I'm opening my life to you. Come and fill my life. Put up that hand, and we're going to put a card. That is all. I will pray together. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone in this place that. Ah, surrendering to you, we ask that you fill their lives with your presence. Fill their lives with your presence. Change these lives completely. Today, Lord, stir us up with the words we have heard to become all that you have created us to be. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. <laughs> Amen. Let's go ask together for the Lord for his kindness, his mercy, his word, his favor.